Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. We're back. We're back. <laughs> back with the best. Welcome back to Open Book. This week is our listener episode where we listen to you guys. We get your comments, your feedback, ask questions. And we do our little book club check-in and check-in on our good books and bad books as well. Mm-hmm. All of the above and more. Um, Louise, what's in your good books this week? Good books. There's a couple of things in my good books. Um, yeah, I had one of those weeks as well. I was trying to cut myself down. <laughs> Go on. I'm kind of excited for the darker nights. The hour has gone back. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's I love cozy, it. like, isn't it? I know. I just got a sheepskin rug for my uh, room. Oh, it's so cute and cozy. There's candles everywhere. It's a fire hazard. I know. It does make me very excited. Got a little bit colder today, just because it's November. Yeah, and you're in your gorgeous clue fleece. Um, um, what else is in my good books? The Halloween costumes over the last couple of days. I really enjoyed looking oh, at them all. Did I'm, you get trick or treaters? No, I live in an apartment block, so uh, no. Don't imagine. Did you? Yeah, and I had nothing in for them. And <gasps> my, <laughs> I know. And my roommate, Fiona, is, you know, the, mo- the more adult of the two of us, let's say. And she takes care of essentially everything. Uh, shout out to Fiona. Anyway, so she wasn't about and there was nothing in. And I had um, a policeman and a witch at my door. The classic combo. Uh, anyway, I hadn't a thing for them. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I'm semi-addicted to e-numbers. So I literally opened my cupboard, which is supposed to be filled with pasta and rice. And it's essentially just filled with sweets and chocolate and crisps and whatever. And I was just oh, like, oh, good. here guys have at it. And uh, yeah, I managed to get rid of a couple of the sweets that I'm pretty sure half of them were gone off. But sure, look at I don't know what we would have given them if they showed up to our house. But like, I mean, <laughs> I don't think, you know, there's not many kids in our block or yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. thankfully we didn't have any Aww. any guests. What did you dress up as? Did you? Have plans for the didn't dress up. I no. know. I went to my friend's house. They were having like a housewarming. Oh, and I, was like, I was sure it was going to be fancy dress. Yeah, but uh, no, I had no time to get a costume organized anyway. But it would have been really funny. You had to be all dressed up. Yeah. Next year I will dress up because I love like, Halloween. I love. All I know. That, you know. Do you know who's the best at Halloween? The best ever. The Halloween OG, Heidi Klum. Heidi. I was going to say James Cavanaugh. Did you see he dressed what? up as Marge Simpson? <laughs> Oh my God, stop. It was so good. Yeah, it was, I'm going to see if I can find this here on Instagram. Here, hold It on. was the best costume I've ever seen. Go on, what was he dressed up as? Marge Simpson. <laughs> Very <laughs> funny. That? Like that's commitment. That is so great. So uh, Heidi Klum, I'm pretty sure, went as a worm. Here, oh. I'll see if I can find this. <laughs> she is the absolute queen of Halloween costumes. Hold on. Did you see uh, Kendall Jenner's costume? No, what the hell she was dress- that? She dressed oh up God. as... There's Heidi Klum. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That, and it's kind of scary. Especially because she's like the world's most beautiful woman and she has no problem dressing up as an actual star. I know. I appreciate that. But um, she dressed up as a cucumber this year because did you see that episode of the Kardashians where she's chopping a cu- cucumber? No. It's very funny. It's very funny. Kardashians is my guilty pleasure. Uh, it's like my, my brain numbing TV that I put on at the end of the day to just like chill. No, I I, I, I don't know. Oh yeah, I know I, I got out of the Kardashians because they kept putting everything up on their Instagram and on their social media. So it was like, I knew what was happening before it was happening on the show. No, yeah. So at that point I just fell off and then I didn't have Sky anymore so I didn't have E. So I was like, oh here, what's the point in this? <laughs> um, in my good books this week, pause for effect on water, um, Guinness. Guinness? I have gone mad for Guinness. Oh, really? Did you not drink it before? Well, so uh, I would have had it before, but kind of for the photo. 
if I'm going to oh, be honest right, about okay, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look great for, you know, a young woman looking for love to be standing there with a pint, but there's something kind of cool about it. And I think as a drink, it's become more of a young person's drink oh, than totally. an older yeah, yeah, person's yeah. drink now. Um, but t- tomorrow is International Stout Day. Oh, no way. Yeah, so I'm, I've pitched this report all about Guinness. Basically, it's just a way for me to get into the Guinness uh, factory and have a, have a nice little time over there. Uh, the Guinness Brewery, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, the uh, storehouse, yeah. The, the Guinness storehouse, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for my free time. Mark is obsessed with Guinness. Like, everywhere we go, really? he's like, oh, I'd say they do good Guinness in here if it's <laughs> like a real old man's pub. And he judges it. Like So now I know by looking at it, a glass, like if it's been a good pint of Guinness, they're not because it's got good shtick. What is good shtick? Shtick with the with the sh. It's uh, when the cream on from the top sticks to the glass. If it sticks the whole way down, it's a really good pint. Oh my god, no way! There you go. Yeah, I'm so, not uh, a huge Guinness drinker though. Like, I mean, I, I probably have one on like Paddy's Day, and that would right, probably be okay. it. Okay, are you Irish at all? <laughs> no. So when I order it, I have to order it with Ribena. I know it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but I just find it it's too it's too hard on its own. But I do love my pints of Guinness these days with a bit of Ribena. But I remember when I was down in West Cork. Um, I asked for a Guinness and I got a Murphy's and I was like, oh, that's, no, I, I know it was a Guinness I asked for. And they're like, no, no, it was a Murphy's you wanted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> the rivalry there. <laughs> um, have you tried the new one from Heineken? No. Is it Heineken that brought out uh, the stout equivalent? It's called like Ireland's Eye or something? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is Actually, I think I did have one one night. Is it any good? I mean, it, it tastes is the there, same as Guinness Is there a good stick? Is it a good stick? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the one to judge. <laughs> But uh, well, see, the other thing is, um, I can't drink wine now when I'm out. Wine on a night out is a terrible idea. Disgusting. Why? No, well, disgusting or a bad idea? Well, do you know sometimes with wine, it doesn't matter if it's the nicest wine on the planet. It just tastes like vinegar. You just yeah. have one of those nights where you're like, what am I drinking? I know. But mostly why I can't have it on a night out is because I've gotten into the terrible yet beautiful habit of having a glass of wine in bed. Oh my God, oh, stop. It is my guilty pleasure. Oh, I love that. Honestly, it's... What a self-care for yourself. Listen, light a candle, have a shower, have a glass of wine in bed, <laughs> reading I'd your I worry book. that Mark oh. might judge me if I did that. Yeah, well, these are the, these are the benefits <laughs> of being single. Ladies. He'd be like, beside me like, are you okay? Is there something wrong? <laughs> are things really that bad between... <laughs> Shh, Mark, self-care. <laughs> oh, I love that. There's got to be some benefits to being a single lady. But you know what you should try is 67 spritz if you haven't yet. Shout out. <laughs> no, I have. They're actually so nice. The rosé one in particular. Yeah, I love like, that one. It's, yeah. a, it's lovely one. and it has this the sweetness to mm. it that I appreciate. Oh, yeah. Gorge. What's in the bad books this week? Uh, heels. Yeah. What? How did we do it? I don't know. How I feel like did we do it? I actually don't. I really don't know. If I wear ones that are really high, I just can't. I can't wear them for that long. You know, no, I kind of wear them if I'm going for dinner. Or I'm going somewhere I know I'm going to be sitting down. Yeah, or you get one picture in them and then you put on the flats. But like when I think back to when I used to wear my highest <gasps> shoes, it's probably when I was like in college and you're walking everywhere. You're like walking from, you know, yeah. coppers down to McDonald's and like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I kind of just go for like maybe like a four inch heel now is kind of like my go-to a four inch heel well I was wearing boots not even proper like stilettos like just just boots black boots the boots I used to wear into work every single day because my wardrobe was still in London and I went to the National Gallery on Saturday if you don't mind 
<laughs> I actually saw that on your story. <laughs> I know. God, I, I again really need to Did get Did you enjoy life. it? No, it was so lovely. So I was there with one of my pals and uh, basically I had, I didn't, usually I wouldn't dress up, especially not on the weekends, but um, I was trying out a new foundation. And so, you know, as soon as you put makeup on your face, mm. you can't really wear your jeans and you're like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. your hoodie, it just, it snowballed. And then suddenly I was wearing these black um, knee-high boots and was trotting along. And I was supposed to go from there with one of my pals to um, a party with one of my others. And um, the party, actually really funnily, it um, was Celtic Tiger themed. Oh my God, hilarious. Yeah, so uh, so one of the girls went as a brown envelope and <laughs> yeah, my friend Dior went as um, a house extension. Oh my God. <laughs> How did she do that? Oh, I, 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 it was very, cre- she's an artist, so okay. she, she found, but then someone turned up as a literal crane. And like, as in, we're knocking people down in the club. What a good idea so for, a, funny. for a party. That's so, so brilliant. So funny. But anyway, I never made it because my feet were so sore. Do you, know, do you know what? One of the other good costumes I saw this year was I saw a ghost with, you know, texts on the front, like on oh. their front, someone being ghosted. Love. I'm trying to think what other really do good ones you know ones what that is? That is literally a meme leaping off into reality. I know. I love when people do that when they get yeah. it really right. I'm like, fair play, you've Nailed won. It. Nailed you've won it. Halloween. That is so good. Ashing also sent us, and this is coming all the way from Amsterdam, um, <laughs> had said that in her good books is her Lecky Blanky. Her Lecky Blanky? Lecky Blanky. What's that? Electric blanket. Oh. <laughs> oh, do you have one of those? <gasps> so, I have one in my parents' home and it's something that my grandparents all had. My mum always has her electric blanket on. I used to be bloody terrible for the fuel cost. I'd say if my dad hears this now, he's going to go mad. But she always has it on. So whenever she wants to, you know, jump into bed, even for 15 minutes, it's nice and cozy in there. So I, I love an electric blanket. I love a hot water bottle. Yeah, I, I have a snake hot water bottle. Oh. Yeah, my friends say it's creepy. But you can put it along the bottom of your bed. So oh, okay. then your your feet are yeah, warm yeah, yeah. and then you have a nice little That just there. reminds me of being in my granny's when I'm younger. She used to always give us the, the hot water bottles. But like it was before hot water bottles like really had fancy covers and things. So oh. she'd just give it to us. And like, you know, you'd, you'd burn the skin you'd off. You'd literally be like, you'd have to be like so yeah. careful, you know. But it was Actually, yeah. such a treat. Like because my granny's house was, you know, it was a country house. It was kind of cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was such a treat getting the, the, the stove hot water bottle. And, the hot water bottle. and now when I go home to Limerick, my parents do that as a little treat they put the hot water bottle in the bed oh my god so nice yeah I remember actually similarly in my grandparents house they would give you the hot water bottle and they'd wrap it in a tea towel Oh. I remember it always being in a tea towel. And then, yeah, yeah I, m- I went away um, to my friend's house or whatever and they had these gorgeous, like, you know, teddy covers mm. and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is this fancy shite? <laughs> she also said in her bad books is that it is boyfriend stealing the duvet season. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm usually the one stealing the duvet. Really? So, yeah. Oh, God. I, ha- I have to say one of the best things about being single is not having to fucking share your bed with a man. They are so <laughs> awful to sleep next to. I just remember, I remember one specific boyfriend I had was huge. He was like six, four and so broad. And I remember sleeping next to him was like literally being next to a furnace. That's so funny. It was awful. And I'd be, it would be in the dead of winter and I'd, I'd have to like, you know, I wouldn't have any covers on or I'd wake up in the morning and, you know, my <laughs> hair 
would be so frizzy. And I immediately jump into the shower because I think at that point we were still in the stage of like, you know, oh, you know, I just wake up looking amazing. Oh, God. Um, Thank God I'm not at that phase anymore. (laughs) But I remember he was like, yeah, it's it's so odd you have that habit of just like, you know, you just get straight into the shower every morning. And I was like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that I wake up looking like Monica from Friends. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love that. That's so funny. Christ on a bike. Relatable. 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 What's in your um, bad books? I'm trying to think what is in my bad books. I feel like I'm having a, a good time. I don't know. No complaints. No complaints for me this week. No complaints, Cooney. That's what they call her. Another thing for my good books. All right, yeah. Shania Keep Twain is coming coming. to Dublin. Oh my God, no way. Yeah. When's that? The pre-sale tickets go on sale tomorrow, I think. No, you, sorry, Thursday maybe. Do you know this is the third time Shania Twain has been mentioned in this podcast? Is it always me who brings her up? <laughs> yeah. Am I obsessed? What is with you and Shania Twain? Am I Twain? obsessed? <laughs> I, I'm I'm really excited to go. But that's if I get tickets. I'm I always get Shania Twain and Cher mixed up in my head. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I I I feel moderately about both of them, but you seem to have a real thing for Shania Twain. Speaking of Shania Twain, it's, I don't know why the thought of her brings leopard print into my head. My parents last night went to a Halloween themed party, like a oh God, Halloween I party. I see. I love your parents. There. And it was uh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> leopard print themed oh, so everyone just heaven. had to like all the neighbours like they had to wear leopard print I, like I was FaceTiming them before I was like this is the funniest thing I've what ever seen What did your seen. dad wear? Now I, my mum would have a few leopard print pieces now I don't know what John Madden would pull out of the bag probably a pair of socks He was probably the only man to show up actually in leopard print but it was very funny Oh gosh He was like that a disco guy from the 80s or something it was very Amazing. funny Amazing Oh my god I'd love that Yeah my friend um, Zoe actually is, is Preggers Oh yeah. Unfortunately, she's pregnant in the UK, so not that that's an unfortunate thing. I mean, sorry. the UK is <laughs> lovely. So you can't see her. The, the NHS is is also a great system, but um, yeah, it's just those like little moments, you I know? know. And like we're having her baby shower, but like months beforehand because it's when she's home oh. at Christmas, you know. Well, I had to do my best friend's uh, baby shower over Zoom. It was during COVID. Oh, I didn't see her. I didn't see her inside for about two years. Oh my god. Yeah, it was mad. So the next time you didn't see her, and then you saw her, and she was. With child, as in it with a child. Yeah. She had given birth to a human. Well, I saw her outside with masks on, but like it wasn't oh, the same, you know. Jesus Christ, yeah, it was, remember that? Mm, because remember especially when people were pregnant, like, you know, around the time of COVID yeah. being really, really like scary, you just didn't take any risks, especially no. when someone was pregnant. So it was strange, but it just had to be done. You know, we'd like mm. meet. I remember I met her after one of her appointments in uh, Hollis Street and we oh, met yeah. outside in Marion Square and just got a coffee and after a while we're like, it's way too cold. We're like, yeah. I have to go. But <laughs> I remember you do what you have to do. <laughs> totally. I remember going for a date during that time and again, we were outside and like I hadn't seen a male in so long. Mm. I'd worn, I was, in, I was in said pair of boots and I had no tights on because you know what, you get a flash bit of leg for God's sake, it's first date. <laughs> anyway, I was an icicle. I had to take myself home early because my nose was running so oh, much. No. And you know, for whatever about running nose on a date, running nose on a date during a friggin' pandemic. Oh yeah. Not the best first impression. <laughs> Needless to say, there was no date too. Oh. Anyway. One other thing I guess for my good book this week is uh, the book we were reading. Oh yeah. Forever Home. Yes. Okay. Tell Ray me. Ray of Norton. I listened to it. It's it's a long enough one to yes. listen to. I, I did speed him up to like 1.2 on Audible. You can do that. Um, and he's so like Graham actually narrates it, narrates it and he's so, so he, good at all the accents and yeah. for someone who's lived in the UK for so long he hasn't lost like a bit of his Irishness no. and he's so well able to capture the characters and the the older mother and you know just the different yeah. accents like it's so it was, I thought it was really really good 
Um, so he went to drama school. He trained as an actor. That's oh, his well, okay. Profe- yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say I, he seems like such a bright bulb. He could do he could do anything. That guy. Off topic of the book, but uh, Taylor Swift was on him on on him not on him on his show on no, <laughs> and Bono she wishes. on uh, Friday. Oh yeah, and it was really good. That's, really highly recommend yeah. watching on YouTube. Well, I'm obsessed. With that's the only stuff. place that I I see those now. I I don't I don't even think I my TV has that channel. I literally went to watch it on Saturday night because I'd seen a clip. I thought it was a preview, but no, it's on Friday nights. Oh right, okay. It used yeah, to yeah. be on Saturday nights. So it? I went to um a recording of that. I was in the audience for one of them. Oh my god, I think you told me this before. That's Did so I? Who was yeah, there? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, who was there? There was. Do you know what? It was a bit of a ramshackle crew. Because I remember not particularly knowing anyone and I was like, oh, did I get the dud night? But this one on Friday was really good though. It was Bono, Taylor and then there was... Jesus Christ, what the, a lineup! I know and also the guy who's the, I forget his name, he's the actor in The Theory of Everything. Oh yeah, um, Ed, Ed, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, he was, oh, it was really good. And no doubt Taylor Swift and Bono are going to come out with some sort of a collab, you know, in the next oh couple God. of months. Do you know the she's the room. first artist in the history. Do you see this? Yes. First artist in the history of time, I think, to get the, for the top 10 slots on the Billboard Hot 200. I know, and I'm very happy for her, but I still don't like her. Did you listen to the new album? No. Okay, well. No, I like her stuff. I just don't like her as a person because I know her so well. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I just love her. Seriously. I, I have been for years though. I just love her. I love her oh. writing. I love the songs. I know I do. I do like her songs. They've gotten a bit whiny in recent years but I do like her songs but it was when she came out with that documentary mm. and you know she was sort of like waiting on the phone to see if she got nominated for a Grammy or mm. whatever it was and she didn't and like we were all supposed to feel really sorry for her and I was like get it together. She should like, have been nominated. What? <laughs> I think that was after Reputation, which wasn't my favourite album, so we'll leave her off that one. Right. Mm. <laughs> she was robbed. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, she feels a bit, woe is me. I'm like, oh, come on, Taylor. I think you're, I think you're doing all right. Ten, ten singles in the top ten? I mean, come on. I know. She's built such like a cult audience. People love her or they hate her. Yeah. I feel like we're on either side of that. Mm, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, back to the book. Can back I, book. can I do spoilers? I guess I can. Well, the audience should have read it by now. Okay, well, spoiler alert if you haven't read it. So, Sarah, I'll explain to you what it's about, basically. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I just didn't get it to read it this time. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. Um, so, Carol and Declan are a thing. They're like both divorced and they meet when they're older. They're like in their 50s. Yes, I love that. So love that for Carol. He uh, gets really sick and has to go into a home. Okay. And the kid, his kids basically kick Carol out of the house. Her parents end up buying the house then they find a dead body in the basement. He's got like dementia, so he's got like, he doesn't have memory anymore. So he can't, she can't ask him. They're afraid to tell anyone. They're afraid to tell the guards in case it was him or in case, you know, in case oh. someone they know was involved kind of a thing. My gosh. Then Declan, his ex-wife comes back and basically spills the beans that it was her who killed her brother because he used to mind the kids, right? While they were, she was off working. And she came home one time and she found Polaroids he had taken off her like really young, like four, three or four year old daughter. And she was like naked in the pictures. And she killed him there and then on the spot because he just walked in and she was in a rage like as he would be. And I actually had a conversation about this. I was like, like, it's it's you're torn in this book because you're like, I don't, you know what I mean? What would you do if you, if you like, you, you kind of empathise with her yeah, because yeah, yeah. like what he did is so horrible you know what I mean 
Oh my god. But then god. yeah, I guess you're never allowed to kill someone. So she, her Declan disposed of the body at the time when this happened and shipped her off out of the country and she wasn't in her kids' life for the rest of their lives. Oh god. Yeah. Wow. Everyone, everyone's a loser. And there's so scenario. many twists and turns the whole way through. Then in the end, Carol, her mom and the ex-wife worked together to dispose of the body. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I really enjoyed it. it was happily a, ever after. Like, because you don't know what, like you really... No, it sounds great. I'm actually really annoyed that I missed out on this one. <laughs> he was so good like that though with thrillers and stuff yeah. like that. Like he really knows how to keep you hanging on. Mm. Um, but I suppose, like if we're going to go into questions from it. Yes. Like... Can you can you justify killing someone if they've done that? Mm, is there ever a justification for murder? Hmm. Maybe hmm. we don't incriminate ourselves on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm this think... will be used as evidence in uh, future court cases. Yeah, <laughs> and also I think the relationship there with the kids and their parents and the mom leaving like it's really interesting. Yeah. Like Killian, the older brother, he has such attachment issues, and. It all comes down to like, you know, how he was raised. And mm. and so they believe that their mum abandoned them. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. of course. And like Sally, the, the younger girl growing up, had no confidence. You know, she didn't have a social life. She yeah. didn't feel like she could be loved. All this kind of stuff, you know. And so the um, insinuation there is that's because of the abuse that she... Yeah. Is that the insinuation or because her mum wasn't there? Yeah, because her mum wasn't there. And I guess her dad was selfish enough to not let her mum come back over this. So it's like you're really torn. You're like, was he a bad person? Was he protecting her? It's like... And yeah, the added element of him not being able to sort of vouch for himself. Yeah, well, that's it as well. You're like, because <sighs> it's very like Carol, you know, even though she finds finds all of this out, stays loyal to him till the end, like until he yeah. dies. You know, she's still visiting him. His, her parents don't agree, don't think it's okay. They think he's a bad person. Joan, his ex-wife, thinks he's a bad person. But, but was he not trying to protect her by sending her off? Yeah, but I guess like... At a certain point, they could have disposed of the body ages ago, or like you know, <laughs> Louis, they, it's, it, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not a car that's been bagged up. You can't just dispose. That's of what the they bo- did at the end of the book. Well, we, well, there might be a sequel. You yeah, know? could be coming back to bite them. He hasn't done any sequels yet, though. Graham hasn't. Okay, and all of this goes on. Where is it in Ireland? It's at. Yeah, it's in Cork. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, I, I, there is a lot of darkness in the depths of Ireland that I think we're only kind of uncovering over the last couple of decades. There's lots of interesting stories, no doubt, that could be told. I'm sure of it. What would you do if you bought a house and you knew the person who owned it? Yeah. And you knew all the the relations around the house and you knew the neighbours and you found a dead body down there after living there for like five, ten years? Would you call the guards? What if you're incriminating then the person you were with? Or what if you're incriminating yourself mm. because maybe maybe you did it? You know what I mean? I would say I would have to think about, did I get a good price for the house? Because with the housing market as it is these days, Louise, you don't just give away a house because there's a dead body in the basement. I only looked at the housing market today. Again. No, I think it's getting better, is it? No. Oh. No, no, no. No, oh, never mind. Not, not right now anyway. It's mm. pretty bad. It's like, yeah, not great. you know, for like a three, four bed, it's like 800, 900. It's crazy. In Dublin, like in Dublin. Anyway. Anyway, sure, look at it. Uh, <laughs> for another um, uh, Yeah, what would I do in that scenario? I mean, like, I, I just have, I I have absolutely no ability to lie. Yeah, so me I'd neither. Probably have I would to go call straight the guard straight away. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, hello, guard. How are you getting on? Um, listen, just wondered if you wouldn't mind popping down. There's a bit of a stench coming from the basement. Okay. 
Who's your, your like closest friend or family member in the world? Oh yeah, okay. So who would bury the body with you? No, who who is your closest um, friend or family friend member? or family member? Who would you go to if you killed someone? See, they're two different things. <laughs> <laughs> if killed one someone? of my sisters or my brother came, well, I don't know. If it was someone real, like probably my, I'm going to say my sister Nicole. If she came to me, right, and was yeah. like, "I'm after killing someone," I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my god." What are we going to do? You know, yeah. that would be my reaction, yeah. you know? Right. Okay. That would that would be my reaction if it was uh, certainly if it was any of my family members or if it was um my two either of my two best friends, definitely. But who would I go to? Who Cer- would I go to? Certainly not my sister. She's far too she's no, she wouldn't be able for it. No, she's too precious that girl. Shout out Rebecca. Um not my sister, not my brother who's too straight-laced. He wouldn't be he would march me straight to the guardie. Mm. I, I, I couldn't be dealing with my parents. They're too old for that kind of crap. Really? Do you know who I would go to? Who? Theron Garhi. <laughs> she I know she knows someone who knows how to dispose of a body. She Definitely has connections. Well, her dad owns someone. a boat, doesn't he? Well, there you go. Her, da- her dad has a boat. Her uncle owns a, a wealth of bogland. Mm. I'm telling you. Sorry, I actually know Theron. This isn't just like, you know, like a... Oh, hey, Theron, love your podcast. Uh, by the way, no, uh, Theron Gar, he definitely... If you wanted to get rid of a body, there's no better woman. That's so funny. Um, we got a couple of people getting in touch. Oh, yay. With the book club. Um, what to let us say? know how they're getting on. Yes. Well... Uh, one of them actually sent us an audio note. Oh, go on, play it. So hold on now, bear with, bear with. Okay, so this comes from Maeve, mm-hmm. uh, long-time listener, first-time audio noter. Hi, Louise and Sarah. My name is Maeve and I'm from West Cork. Um, I really loved the Graham Norton book because he's actually from Bandon, where I'm from as well. Um, I thought that it was a really good story with good kind of plot twists and stuff throughout. Um, I thought the ending was slightly predictable though and like, I wouldn't mind hearing more about kind of what happened after and stuff but no definitely a nice easy read um so definitely would recommend there you go yeah i i enjoyed the ending but you know me i love a predictable ending i love like <laughs> i love everything being tied up and like they he even did a flash forward two years so we're really like we know they're okay and they got away with it so um yeah like i i like that but i understand i understand what you're saying as well in that like it is nice to kind of get a surprise and like not, yeah. to have read a book and be like, oh, wow, I really didn't expect that. But to be <sighs> satisfied with it, you know what I mean? To be satisfied with the ending. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard um, balance to strike, isn't it? Uh, I like that, that you're like, oh, you know, I like to be able to close a book and not think about it again. Not to have it sort of lingering. Mm. <gasps> have you ever had one of those books where you're kind of, you're reading it and you finish it and you just need more of it. Mm. You know, I've been online, I've been looking at YouTube videos of the author talking about oh, it. Wow. And yeah, it's been, remember, remember I told you about that book, um, The God of Small Things? Yes, it's on my bedside table. Oh I my God. It it, Louise, it's, it's the most beautiful book and I'm on this, I, well, I'm finished the second I'm gonna bring one now. It, I'm going to bring it with me this weekend. I'm going to read it. Well, br- bring it, but then bring something else as well because it is quite heavy. Mm. No, it's not heavy. Do you know what? It's magical. Okay. And I was thinking about this. The author, um, Aaron Datty Roy, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, she is Indian. And this isn't to, to tar everyone with the same brush. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if that can be a positive phrase. But um, I read another book by a Pakistani author, so kind of from the, you know, the subcontinent. And um, it was really similar in style, like almost magical in how they write and how they transport you. And I was chatting with my dad about it and he was like, sure, that's where, that's the home of spirituality. Mm. So how could they kind of be else? Um, So I I think you'll really enjoy it. But yeah, maybe bring another one with you just in case, because I don't want to ruin your weekend. But another listener, one of our literati, uh, got in touch, Ashling in Amsterdam. She said, hello, ladies, loving the pod. A couple of book recommendations for you. She gave us three. Magpie, Elizabeth Day. Did you read that? I know Elizabeth Day, but no, I haven't read okay. it. Okay, I've never read that, but um, apparently it's very lovely. Trouble by Maurice Gohan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, Ashling said it was addictive from page one. Maurice brings you from her Irish Catholic childhood right up to her self-destructive early adult years caused by the burying of emotion around her father's mental health issues and suicide. I'm hoping that there's no spoilers in there, but she also says Irish Catholic guilt, sex, sugar daddies, drugs, psych ward, lots of therapy. What more could you want for a Netflix series? <laughs> Oh my God, wow. Yeah, so... What's you know, that called again? That one is called Trouble. And oh. it's a, it sounds like she definitely did get into some. Yeah. It's... And that's by Maurice um, Gohan. And then okay. just lastly, her other recommendation, which she gave five stars, was There's Been a Little Incident. Alice Ryan, remember oh we spoke God, of that yes. before? Yeah. I've also downloaded like three business books, which I feel like... No, yes. I feel like Bad I need, ass business bitch. I need to read more of that stuff. And this probably... Not, not really reading at the moment more listening just because I'm running around most of the time yeah but um, yeah I just want to listen to more of it but then I'm like I don't know if the book club want to read that stuff so if you do let me know because I, I have Shoe Dog downloaded it's a pretty famous one okay it's about the founder of Nike and it's told in like a, a storytelling way it's not like it's not supposed to be so heavily business focused right okay um, so I'm going to read it I've downloaded it on mm-hmm. Audible and I'm going to I'm going to listen to it yeah so um, <laughs> I'll let you know how I get on but if anyone wants to join in and listen to those type of books or read those type of books just to mix it up because I feel like we do a lot of fiction in the book club yeah definitely yeah let me know well business uh, cooking uh, biographies you know Katie Price has seven so oh wow we, we must get at least one of those in at some point <laughs> okay yeah, embarrassing like, book confession I have read Cheryl Cole's um, autobiography. Wow. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. See, I can understand Cheryl Cole having an autobiography. She's had an interesting life. But seven? I oh mean, yeah, I know, seven. How? Yeah. That's probably why Katie Price lives so hard. She needs new stories for those books she keeps pumping out. I read something about this recently that she said like David Beckham held her hand in a nightclub or something before a while Victoria was there. She wrote one of this like this in her book and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, earth-shattering stuff, Katie. Yeah, earth-shattering stuff. Actually, guys, for book club this week, we said we would go to Book Talk, which is if if you're not a TikTok user, it's where everyone puts their kind of uh, book recommendations on TikTok, and then they go viral, and loads of people share mm. their favorite books and their thoughts on them and stuff. It is actually really interesting to read the comments say if you've read one of the books. And we were looking at the list of books. I've read a few of them. Yes, and also in your local bookshops, uh, increasingly they have it in Hodges Figgis in Dublin. Easons are doing it. Even Raven Books in Black Rock, I saw they have a book talk section. Oh, cool. So I think it began as sort of like, you know, teenage kind of young adult um, fiction. But it's really becoming a, a great space for people who, you know, are of the digital age, but want to have a book in their mm-hmm. hands or mm-hmm. their ears. And the one that we had picked was Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. And it's by... Gabrielle Zevin. It has five out of five from Waterstones, so it must be good. And my friend Laura 
down in Cork says it is unputdownable. Oh, so amazing. I shall give you a little, little bit of a background, a little bit of a blab. On a bitter cold day in the December of his junior year at Harvard, Sam Mazur exits a subway car and sees, amid the hordes of people waiting on the platform, Sadie Green. He calls her name. For a moment, she pretends she hasn't heard him. But then she turns and a game begins. A legendary collaboration that will launch them to stardom. These friends, intimates since childhood, borrow money, beg favours, and before even graduating college, they have created their first blockbuster, Ichigo. Overnight, the world is theirs. Not even 25 years old, Sam and Sadie are brilliant, successful and rich. But these qualities won't protect them from their own creative ambitions or the betrayal of their hearts. Spanning 30 years from Cambridge, Massachusetts to Venice Beach, California and lands in between and far beyond, Gabrielle Zevin's Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow is a dazzlingly and intricately imagined novel that examines the multifarious nature of identity, disability, failure, the redemptive possibilities in play and above all, our need to connect, to be loved and to love. Yes, it is a love story, but it is not one you have read before. Oh, I love the sound of this. Yeah, so do I. I'm so interested in this now. Wow. It was like one of those ones that, uh, you know, I'd been recommended a few times. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now after reading that, I'm like, Amazon Prime, send it to me right now. I'm literally going to download it on Audible right now. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, that's it for this week, guys. We are all chatted out. Thank you so much for writing in and for giving us your feedback. We have loads of amazing guests lined up for the next couple of weeks so make sure you stay tuned because they are people you've specifically asked for as well so I think you're really going to enjoy those episodes we also have a new book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and we're going to read page 200 also if you have any comments any recommendations anyone you want to hear on the pod just let us know on the email openbook at goloudnow.com thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you next week <laughs>